Welcome to our weekly podcast. Uh, what a joy it is for us to come to you again this week. Hello, my name is Alan Spiegel. This is my wife, Janice. And we're so excited to continue what we started talking about last week. Man, I got I got pumped up about what we're sharing last week about optimism. It's so, so good. Janice and I began our ministry journey in early 80s. I got saved in 1980. Uh, shortly thereafter, 1981, I felt a call to ministry. Uh, and the rest is history. We pastored for uh, over 30 years. We're the founders of Safe Harbor International Network of Ministers, uh, Journey School of Ministry, and GraceChannel.com. We want to be a blessing to you. We want to take what we've experienced, both good and bad, and hopefully help you have a better life and ministry journey, if you're called to ministry, than you ever thought imaginable. But today we're going to be talking about being optimistic and what that looks like and what it does for you. And and I am sitting beside and married to what I consider to be uh, Miss Optimism. She's the queen of optimism. And I don't say that uh, lightly, but uh, she's one of the most optimistic people I've ever been around in my life. So welcome, Janice, with me again today. Thank you. I'm excited about what's going to be shared. So let's go. Yep. We're just going to jump right in here, y'all. Um, so one of the keys to being an optimistic person is having a good attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, we own our attitudes. You know, we used to tell uh, Lori in particular that, you know, she always wanted to boss everybody around when she was little. And well, we she would, still does. <laughs> but we would tell her, you know, you are the boss of your attitude. That's right. That, that's what you can yeah, boss. You yeah, can boss yeah. your attitude. So having a good attitude is so, so important. A good attitude produces enthusiasm. And I love an enthusiastic person. I am drawn to enthusiastic mm-hmm. people. We can be in a group and, you know, this group over here is quiet and there's a group over there having a fun time. You better believe I'm headed over there to see what's going on. Listen to what the word um, enthusiasm means. It comes from the Greek word entheos, which means God within or full of God. Mm. Woo! Is that so good? I'm telling you, that makes you want to be enthusiastic, don't it? So being uh, enthusiastic, being excited about life, that is within us. So it is our choice if we choose that good, enthusiastic attitude. And sometimes we have to choose it, you know? Mm -hmm. I remember one time... Alan and I were arguing, and one of the couple of times, and I was so aggravated at him, and he said something really dumb, and it got me so tickled. So I started laughing, and I remember I was laughing, but I was still so aggravated. Oh, yeah, I and that. I remember telling him, "I'm st- when I get through laughing, I'm going to still be so mad at you." But you know what? You can't, you cannot be laughing and enjoying life and have all this negative mm. junk. You know, at the surface, you may have it in there, and when all this settles down, it may rise back up, but it's not going to happen at the same time. So, you know what? My, my attitude is, let's just party all the time. Mm. Let's just keep that party attitude going as much as possible. You know, there's a scripture, Janice, and, and I think it's in Psalm. You may know where it's at. But it says uh, that, I'm paraphrasing, but that the psalmist said that our lives should be of such where the enemy looks at us and says, you know, basically, why are they so happy? Why are they, 
You know, why are they so optimistic? I mean, they're surrounded, they're defeated, they're, they're in trouble. And, and, and the psalmist said, basically, because, we're that way, because God has done great things for yes. us, and he'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He'll do it again. You know, I, I've said it, you know, a couple of, a couple of podcasts ago that um, whatever you're going through right now, doesn't seem like you're going to make it, but just like all the other things you've been through that you didn't think you would, but you did. It's going to be a one or two sentence story one day, you know, and in, in your life history. And I think sometimes, James, we miss out that what determines how long something lasts. Yeah, it's our attitude. Yeah. Exactly. Well, listen to this scripture goes with just what you said. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, the Living Bible. It says, always be joyful. Always keep on praying. No matter what happens, always be thankful. For this is God's will for you who belong in Christ Jesus. The Passion Translation says, let your joy be a continual feast. Mm. Make your life a prayer. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. So let your joy be a continual feast. You know, when I read that and I thought about, you know, when we have Thanksgiving dinner or we have Christmas dinner, that's a feast. You know, Alan is so crazy. He comes home from work and I cook a regular dinner and he's like, oh, this is a feast. This is a it feast. is a feast. Well, compared to some countries probably, but I'm talking about you know, when your table is full and your island is full and you've got, it's a feast. I mean, we have eaten until we are just ready to pop. You know, we're just that full. That is what he's talking about, that our joy should be ready to just, we're just ready to pop from the joy that we're feeling inside. Mm. <laughs> is that so good, y'all? I'm almost miserably full that we're just so full that we're almost to the point it, it, of and, it, and, it, and it attracts people, too. I remember right. one time, uh, you and I and another couple were in a restaurant at the mall there in uh, Lake County, and you and our friend uh, Maria was cutting up, laughing and crazy, and like always. And, and remember that couple came over he pulled his seat up. She sat on his knee and said, we got to know what is so funny over here. Yes, I and, remember that. <laughs> it, it, what are you drinking? And we weren't drinking any, anything. We were drinking tea. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, the, it was so funny because, you know, they sat with us and we, we included them in our laughter for a while. And the next day I was sitting at a, a red light and a car come up beside me and it was him. I thought, we'll never <laughs> see these people again. And there they were. Okay, listen to this one. Philippians 2.5. This is one of my favorite scriptures. It says that our attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ. Mm. Have you ever thought about that? Wow. You, you get my picture for me? Oh, okay. So when I think about, a lot of people have, all of us have different mindsets as to what kind of attitude Jesus lives with. But when I think of Jesus, this is the attitude that I see on Jesus. This hangs up in Alan's office. This is my Jesus, happy, loving, pulling me into him, wanting me right there in his presence. Don't that draw you to him? There's nothing about that picture that would push me away from him. 
That is the attitude that I want for my life. Yeah. An attitude that will pull people toward me, that will allow me to share what God's done for me and share the goodness of God into their lives. There's one time I uh, was talking about that, and I used that in church, you know, years ago back in Florida, and I used that picture. And somebody came up to me afterwards, a man, and said, uh, there's no reference in the Bible to Jesus laughing. I said, well, there's no reference to him going to the bathroom when he did. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> said, gosh. Good point. Help him, Jesus. Help him. All right. So, you know Me what? the guy. The guy. <laughs> All right. So, optimism and pessimism are both contagious. Very contagious. Think about that, y'all. My sleeve's on. Optimism and pe- pessimism are both contagious. Coals are contagious. And none of us want it, but it spreads like wildfire at particular times of the year. Have you ever thought about your attitude is contagious, Mm -hmm. that it spreads like wildfire around, especially certain groups of people? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you get around a group of people that are pessimistic and you bring up one negative thing... Honey, they go to town with it. And it they always is, know the news and everything. Yes, it is negativity all over the place. But if you notice, if you go into a group of jovial, happy people and you bring in your... I, I, my dog is uh, hearing something. Uh, if you go into uh, with a good attitude, then guess what? You're going to have a party on your hands. It is contagious. And, and a lot of times... Hold, hold on, Dolly. You take over, Alan. A lot of times, Alan can come home from work in a bad mood, and I can be in a real happy mood, and his mood's over in no time. Mm-hmm. Or I, he can come home in a good mood, and I can be in a, in a gloomy mood, and I just busted his bubble. <laughs> Ain't that the <laughs> oh, truth? Yeah. It's the truth, y'all. So we need to take check. Do, are we spreading a good disease, or are we spreading... A negative disease. Yeah, and it's it's so easy to do. And Janice, don't don't you think? And we've talked about this a lot over over the time. But but um, people that have a negative attitude, most of them have had it so long they They don't don't even know it. No, that's right. It's like it's like with uh, yourself or myself and people that generally operate with a good attitude. If I get a bad attitude, I know it. You know, and and. when you get a bad attitude, you know it. You may not admit it, but but you know it. <laughs> and uh, but a lot of times, people have had that bad attitude so long, right? They don't even know right. how negative their attitude is. And you know, the is. sad thing about that is they have no idea how much life, how much better life could be. Yeah. You know, if they had, would just make a few adjustments. Yeah, and you find what you look for. Right. You know, one of the one of the things that keeps a person in a negative mindset is living in their past, mm. living with the mistakes of the past. Mm. Y'all, we can't do that. Uh, listen to what Jesus said in Luke nine sixty two in the Passion. He says, why do you keep looking backward to your past and have second thoughts about following me? When you turn back, you are useless to God's kingdom realm. 
You know, one of the most wonderful, exciting things about being in God's kingdom is the past is the past. Yeah. It's gone. It's forgotten. Yeah. And that every day has new mercies. Every day is a new day for us to start afresh and new. So, you know what? If you are locked into a mistake of the past, you press into Jesus and enter into that unlocked area. Jesus has unlocked that for you. You just got to walk into that free area that is available for you. You are no longer that victim of your past. You're no longer that victim. Maybe you were the person that caused the problem of the past. You're no longer that person. You are now free in Jesus. And, And once you enter into that freedom, I'm telling you, the pessimistic chains and attitudes are going to drop and fall off of you. Yeah. You know, when you think about think about this, you know, and you know, you you and I with our kids, we put up with like everybody, you know, the kids are going to be kids, they're going to make mistakes, going to do things. The one thing we dealt with from the beginning is attitude. Right. Because that that affects you throughout your entire life until yes. you go to the grave. Yes. You know. You know, and it's like Think about going to the grave. When you go to the grave, you know, how, how do you want to be remembered? You know, you don't do it just for that reason, but, you know, people are known by their attitudes. Yes. You know, there's people that when you get around them, you feel like you got to walk on eggshells, yep. you know? Yeah, And And there's other people you feel like, hey, I can just be myself and, yep. and you know, and, and you have a great time with. You know, the people that you feel like you got to walk on eggshells with are the people that you see them at the grocery store and... They don't see you. You may take another aisle because how many times have we known people that you know if you ask them how you're doing, get ready. And there's some people we just don't ask anymore. Right. You just changed the whole, you know, the whole mindset. If, if you're not in a in a gloomy state, if you listen to them, you will be. Oh, definitely. You know, I, I've used this little saying many times over the years that we need to be forward-focused and not past-possessed. Mm. That, mm. you know what... Yeah, we have a glorious hope and a glorious future. Our, hope are, our future is full of hope. So... You know, if we stay locked into a past that we had many failures and we didn't accomplish all that we wanted to accomplish in the years that were behind us, then yes, it's going to be a sad day for us. Mm -hmm. But look what awaits us, a future full of promise, a future full of hope. It's not too late to accomplish those dreams that we still have in our hearts to accomplish. So, you know what? Fill your heart with expectation and hope and, and promise of your future, and optimism will come alive. You know, if you if you find yourself, as, as we're talking, or just at any time, that your attitude has went south, um, and just repent. Change your mind. Yes. Apologize to people that your attitude has, has wounded. You know, there was a guy in our... Uh, ministry training class that I did in Florida that everybody pretty much walked in eggshells around this guy and, and he had a terrible attitude. And so um, I was talking about this one night right before a break in between two different classes and and he said, um, I said, you know, ask somebody who will tell you the truth that's not afraid of you. <clears throat> Do I have a bad attitude? So it's breaking, you know, and he said, Pastor, can I ask one question before we take a break? I said, yeah, what, what? 
you, you, or you're somebody that'll tell me the truth. Do I have a bad attitude? I said, well, do you want me to answer it now? Or do you want me to answer it at break just between me and you? And that ought to give him an indication of what I was going to say. Right. And he said, no, I want you to answer it now. I said, are, are you sure? He said, yeah. I said, you have a bad attitude. For real? Really? I said, yeah. He said, how is he said, how bad is it? Of course, I wasn't saying anything anybody, everybody else in there didn't know that, that knew him. I said, you've asked me to tell you the truth. You have one of the worst I've ever seen. You know, and thankfully, he repented and didn't hit me, but he started working on it, not saying he worked it all through, but it did start getting better because no one had dared to tell him and he had never dared ask the question, mm -hmm. do I have a bad attitude? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, most of us, I know there's people in my life that I have avoided majorly because of their attitudes. And and I've even gotten an attitude with them because of the attitude. And I, in particular, one particular woman that I've worked with and, you know, another Another employee that was working with her was talking about the attitude one day, and she was giving all these excuses as to why the lady was working or had the attitude she had. And I just stood there, and, I, you know, I didn't say anything, but I'm thinking the thing that I've heard you say a hundred thousand times, that, yeah, you know what, she may be that way because of all the stuff that has happened, but she's choosing to stay that way. Right. You know what? Every one of us have stories. Every one of us have broken places that if we chose to linger there and we chose to put our focus on and we chose to build our life around that, we would stink like the high heavens. Yeah. We, our attitudes would be unbearable to the people around us. So, you know, it lands back in our own lap. If you've got a bad attitude and you're listening to this today, you cannot blame your spouse. You cannot True. blame your children. You cannot blame the way you were raised. Because let me tell you something, we all have a story. And it is your decision. It is your choice to walk out of that. And the only way you're going to do that is to fill your heart with the love of God. Mm -hmm. To understand that you are loved with a perfect love. In the mess you're in, in the sour attitude that you have right now, you are loved with a love that is beyond imaginable. You are loved perfectly. Perfectly. You're accepted just like you are. And when you start accepting that as your reality, that you are just so perfectly loved and all the mess that you're in, you know what? Your heart starts beginning to soften and you begin to that wonderful relationship, that one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. love relationship with Jesus and all that, those rough edges start falling off. I mean, that's the answer we've all had to accept, and we've all had to, you know, and we have to daily mm -hmm. put on. We have to daily put on the Jesus nature because at any given time, any one of us can choose that rotten, horrible attitude mm -hmm. because there's stuff that happens around us and to us every day. Yeah, everybody has, like Janice said, everybody has a story. Everybody has a reason. But you find what you look for. You know, you find what you focus on. And you become what you develop. That's right. You know what? If you focus on the negative, you're developing negativity yeah. in your life. 
You know, no one can spot a uh, lizard like Gannis can. That's true. I have a lizard arm. We radar. can be going down the road. She said, one on a fence post. Happened. And I can remember one time in Florida, our, our house it backed up to the woods, and, and we're sitting in the living room area down there, and she starts screaming, there's a lizard, there's a lizard, on a tree outside. Saw it. I would never have seen it. Why? I don't look for it. You, you find what you look for. You know, and, and, and let me just throw this in. You operate with your attitude largely based on not only the way that you grew up, but the way you see God. That's right, y'all. That's the truth. You find the God you look for. Yep. Now, I'm not saying he's the, the, the proper God, but if you believe in a, a, a God that's hard to get along with, if you believe in a God that that uh, has, a, has a rough attitude, you know, that's where you're going to be. Or you believe in a God like that picture. Yeah. Then you're going to yeah. take on that nature. Yeah. I want to, as we close, I, re, I just jotted down a few things that will uh, help us stop ne- stop negativity and uh, coming into our life and developing into our life. So it's just a few things that is easy to do and that we should be doing and maybe we're not, okay? Negativity is what kept millions of people out of the promise land. That's right. That's right. So the first thing I wrote down was to limit our time with negative people. Mm. You know what? Sometimes we have to love people from a distance. Yep. That's the truth. And that can be a close family member. Yep. Uh, the second thing is turn off the news. I'm telling you, I do not even know the last time we've watched the news. I don't remember. You know, I get a news feed on my phone, and that's enough. Let me tell you, that's more yeah, than enough. More so than enough. I don't want to hear news. Not is not even news anymore. It's opinions. Yeah. So why do I want to listen to someone's crooked exactly. opinion? I don't. Okay, stop reading people's Facebook posts. You know uh, what? Uh, if it makes you mad and it makes you feel bad every time you read them, just block them. You don't have to read their stuff. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. Um, Preach. Practice Thanksgiving every day in all situations. I'm not saying thankful for the negative. I'm not saying thank- thankful for the sickness. I'm saying thank you, God, that you are in the midst of this with me. Thank- give Thanksgiving through all the situations of your life. Declare positive biblical confessions over your life. Y'all, this is so foundational in every Christian's life. We have to have those those uh, biblical foundation scriptures that we declare over our life to build faith in our heart, to build a foundation that we can stand on. And look for good. Look for good among ashes. Look for good among hate. Look for good among lies, among pain. Look for good because good is always there. Good is always present. I don't care how bad the situation is. God is good and God is always present. So look for the good. If it's just a glimmer, grab it, hold on to it, and confess that good over that situation. I'm telling you, you do not have to drown in a negative uh, negative environment. You can overcome that. You can become an optimistic, positive person, and you can enjoy life. I mean, you really can enjoy life. You know, and, and the, one of the huge keys, and you mentioned it, was... Um, Try to hang out with positive people. You know, and like Janice said, you may have to distance yourself from some people, and that's okay. It doesn't mean you didn't love them. 
It means that if they start affecting you negatively, you got to stay away from them as, as much as possible. There's some people in your life you can't get away from, but you got to find a way to protect your heart. And, mm-hmm. and go ahead. Now we're here finished. Go ahead. You know, transformation comes when you take information and you marry emotion with it. So what we're talking about, these things that you can apply to your life, that's information. And if you attach an emotion to it, it'll bring forth transformation. In other words, you'll see, you'll start seeing your attitude change. Just by focusing, as Jenna said, looking at the good. You start focusing on the good that's in your life, it changes your attitude. And you stop looking at what you don't have and looking at what you do have. You know, all of us are way better off than we think we are. We are. And you know why? Every once in a while, it just do you some good just to get you a handful of glitter and throw it up in the air <laughs> and just let it fall on you. It feels so good, y'all, and you look so pretty when it's over. you got a mess clean up. Who cares? It's glitter. Who cares? Apply these things to your life. Watch your life begin to change. And I promise you, it's going to get a lot better for yes. you. Yes. We love y'all. Blessings to you. See you next time. Bye, y'all.